Hello, I'm Sage. And I'm Deshaun. And welcome to our very first episode of Unbinding the Binary. A visual podcast where we get transparent about art, love, and gender. And so much more. Uh, we figured we'd kick off our very first episode talking about our respective journeys and like the things that we've been through while we're doing this podcast and kind of just take it from there. Exactly. So without further ado, let's get started. All right. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm pretty good. good. I'm excited to be here in yes. the Oracle Shop sitting yes. with you. Yes, and thanks to you and thanks to the Oracle Shop because um, it was your suggestion to film here. And yeah. the owner was so gracious and is now sponsoring us to film. So this is fantastic. So thank you yeah. for the suggestion. I mean, the moment I stepped in here, I just, I just felt the vibes. I mean... So many lovely and beautiful crystals here, some books, some candles, some oracle cards, and it yeah. smells good, and yeah. it feels good, which is what's most important. Yeah, yeah. So. It's a vibe. I love the store. It's it's great. It's great. Um, but yeah, so like I... I also too want to thank you for joining me on the podcast. Um, you know, I know we both have been wanting to do podcasts for a while, um, and I I was on the train. This is this is how it happened. I was yes. So let's 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 get into <laughs> it. Let's tell the people. So I was I was on the train because um, my commute from home to work is like pretty pretty long. Okay. And so I was on the train. And I'm like always listening to podcasts, and I listen to a lot of drag queens, and like you know I listen to um, some other podcasts, and they're always funny and like informative. But I couldn't find any podcasts that were um, for people in their 30s, like POC, like they just kind of like were on where I was in life that was relate that was that felt relatable. And so um, and I've been thinking about doing a podcast for about like two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on the train and I was just like, you know what? I need to stop playing and I need to do this. And I was like, but I don't want to just like talk to myself. I want to have a conversation. And I'm like, who could I talk to? Who could I talk to? And I kid you not. Your your face popped in my head, and it, <laughs> no, seriously, it was like sage, and I was just like, Aww. okay, and I was like, she's not gonna want to do that, and it was like sage, what? and said it again, and I was like, no, nah. and then finally, it was like the voice in my head was just getting louder, and I swear to you, it it felt like bitch, I said sage, <laughs> and I just said, you know, you better listen I, to them when they talk to okay. you, okay, because they will start screaming. Yes, yeah, the, literally, the, guys, the angels, literally, they play no games. and so what happened was is I just decide I was like you know what like I'm gonna just go ahead and reach out to her and you were so gracious and was like yes let's do this and here we are so thank you here we are yeah and I'm I'm just happy to be here I've I've had like a few people that have reached out to me with with the idea of just of just saying that you know they would love to have a podcast where they speak about gender identity more so specifically you know Mm -hmm. just so that they have an outlet to share and um i was like yeah cool okay let's do it but it it never really got around we never got around to it but when you approached me I, i think that same consciousness that came through to you that download it hit me too and i was like yes i'm <laughs> yes i'm on the platform with you let's get on this train yeah so yeah thank you yeah. and here we are like it's so funny too because it came together so fast like it literally was like 
that's how the universe works though you know what i mean like once you make the decision it's like okay got it and then the ball just like starts to rolling and like I kid you not, it was like, I, I talked to my partners and I was like, yeah, we're going to do this podcast. And, you know, they both are like, okay. And, and mom was just like, yeah, like totally. I would love to like help. And then you were like, we should do it at the store. And I'm like, I don't think she's going to do it. And everything just kind of came together. So mm. yeah, like I'm, I'm so excited about this and I, I can't wait to continue to talk about um, just all the things, you know what I mean? And just be transparent, mm. like healing a space for healing for sure a space for healing like, a sacred one uh, yes. yeah the community definitely needs like healing like i think there's so much trauma in the lgbt you know qi place qi qai plus <laughs> community <laughs> the whole alphabet uh, the, the whole alphabet the, whole the, all of us um there's so much trauma there that just is getting swept under the rug and i really think that It'd be good to have like open, honest conversations. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. and invite people on. You know, who are willing to come through with that mm -hmm. same amount of transparency mm -hmm. and leaving the shade at the door. Leaving the shade, leaving at, the the shade door. at the door because yeah. there's enough of that out there. That's you know, right. and there's nothing wrong with you know a little, you know, a little uh, fun. You know, every <laughs> now and then. But mm. yeah, I definitely want this to be a place where we can hold space for those who are either seeking answers mm -hmm. or feel that they have something that they want to share and offer mm -hmm. to people in the community. So, Absolutely, you know. yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, like you said, we're in our 30s and soon to be, you know, people are going to be looking up to us and, you <laughs> know, looking are. for, like, yeah, who, who, who do I turn to for, for answers, you know? Who are my elders, you mm -hmm. know? I don't really need to look, you know, use that word. She's, <laughs> she's still young and glowing, but <laughs> I mean, we, we and I will be then too. But I'm here for you. We're here for you. Right, right. I mean, we are, we are essentially the elders in our own way. Yeah, you know, but setting the foundation. Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Let's um, well, let's just get into it. Let's get into it. The Oracle Shop is a metaphysical boutique located in the heart of Bushwick, Brooklyn. This shop features beautiful and energizing products for the home, body, and soul, including crystals and minerals, as well as ceremonial and spiritual cleansing supplies, jewelry, oracle cards, tarot cards, books, candles, and more. Come visit us at The Oracle Shop, located at 164 Wilson, Brooklyn, New York, one one two three seven. All right. So okay. <clears throat> so I I would love to know more about your journey mm -hmm. um, in transitioning. Um, I met you pre-transition. Yes. Um, we went to Berkeley together. Um, we both studied there uh, as vocal music majors. You have a music major, right? Or you came in as vocal principal? Yeah, I'm vocal principal, and I eventually chose pro music. So okay. my concentration was pretty much in the music business. Word. Performance and songwriting. Oh, cute. I yeah. Know that. That's, mm -hmm. Yes, I dig it. I dig it. Child was there for a year, budget. Um. But it feels <laughs> like you were there the whole time. And so every time we talk about it, I'm like... Mm -hmm. Wait, you left like yeah. 2008? So that was 
I was only at Berkeley for two semesters. Like wow. I literally came in and was out. Like I was hoping to stay, but it it didn't work in my like budget. It just didn't work in my favor. And then it was like, all right, I'm gonna have to figure out life. And I just decided to take another journey. And Jal has been a journey. But oh, indeed, it has been a journey. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but I would just love to to find out like what brought you to Sage, mm-hmm. you know, um, because in, in fact, so the, <clears throat> the last time I actually saw you in person, um, I saw you in February of 2020. So the pan, in fact, early February, 2020. So the pandemic, no, actually it was the end of January because I was babysitting Sunny D, the dog. Okay. And they were in India for six weeks cause they had left. So this was like the, yeah, it might've been like the very beginning of February. In January, whatever. So, but definitely in that time, in that yeah. time frame, I wasn't even hearing anything about coronavirus or COVID. Like there was no nothing. I had been because I think that was when they were concerned about California and that plane that came into okay. LA or somewhere. Okay. And I actually was getting ready to get on a plane um, in February because I went down to Miami to write some music with a friend. Oh, word. Uh-huh. So I was kind of like, oh, like, is it... Even then, mm-hmm. and this was before it spread, it was like, oh, is it safe to fly? And child, I went to writing to go look for masks and things like that. Like, yeah, I, I was... Mm-hmm. Wow. But when I got to the airport, no one was wearing a mask. Okay. And I felt completely awkward. So mm-hmm. I took it off and just wrapped up in a scarf on the plane. I was like... Wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about COVID until a week before New York shut down. When yeah. I was like, "Wait a minute, what's happening?" Um, yeah, so that was like the last most recent time that you saw me mm-hmm. was February of, of 2020, and, um, and then, well, I saw and, and then I saw you again most recently at our one our mutual friend's birthday True. party. True and story. So there was a difference in who you were. Presenting, yeah, presenting, kind of. yeah, 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 so, yeah, kind of, yeah. So, tell I would love to know more about. Yeah, the journey. so I mean, when you knew me at Berkeley, I was this music geek, fanatic artist who had no problem, child, <laughs> expressing herself. Um, yes, I mean, I, at I that, remember that. Yeah, at that point in time, I, you know, I went by a different name, of course, mm-hmm. and. Um, I mean, everybody knew I was gay. Everyone mm-hmm. knew I was gay. It wasn't a secret. And it's so funny because in our school, like, I went from an arts high school to, an, you know, an art, a music university. Okay. So I assumed that when I got there that it was going to be like, yes, like, the girls <laughs> were going to be out loud and proud and open and present. And I got there and said, oh, my gosh. Right. There's, like, no, there's, like, very little openly queer people here mm-hmm. and I mean it didn't stop me from being myself mm-hmm. essentially you know mm-hmm. from expressing myself I was always and to this day like changing my hair mm-hmm. and switching up my style and, and expressing my femininity um, and also within that suppressing my womanhood mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm, that, yeah. Yeah, that's like that's such a strong statement. I was you were comfortable expressing your femininity, but you were suppressing your womanhood. Yeah. Go yeah, that's that's like go ahead, go ahead. 
Yeah, because I mean, I, so again, I was out. There was never any question about, you know, who I was as far as, as, far as who I could have possibly been dating or sleeping with or what have you. And I had been out since high school, actually since like, I think, sophomore year or like the end of a freshman year of high school. Okay. Yeah. And so my parents always knew. They were always pretty cool with it and comfortable. But I know when actually I had a recollection when I was on the train coming here because I was like, okay, I'm going to be talking to Deshaun about this journey. And if there's any early moments or possibly a a light bulb went off in my teenage years. It's probably when I had the conversation with my father, you know, mm. about me liking boys and things like that. And I remember um, him saying to me, like, oh, I, I had this puka shell necklace around my neck. Remember the puka shell necklaces? <laughs> yes, y'all? Remember when everybody maybe had their little preppy face <laughs> i still got mine you still do? still wear it faithfully yeah i love that thing and i had a puka show choker and i remember one time you know my dad said to me he was like why you got all this on you know he was like it's one thing it's one thing you know for you for you to be gay or whatever but everybody doesn't have to know you know wow and like you know you're you you know you like boys but you're you know at least you're not a girl you're not a woman so your dad was okay with you being gay, but he wasn't okay with you expressing your femininity at the time. At that time, keyword at that time, because right. now fast forwarding to the present, because I'm not really, it, it dawned on me in, in on the train that I've never really shared that with anybody before. Wow. Because my dad is probably one of the most loving fathers on this planet, honestly. Wow. And I can openly say that. Wow. That he loves me for who I was then and now. Wow. You know? That's a blessing. Yeah. That's a major blessing. Especially for from a dad. Yeah. That's and a blessing. in our community, okay, as yeah. a black child. Yeah. So my father's is my saving grace, but children don't come with manuals. They don't come with manuals, okay? <laughs> Me being a preschool teacher, they might try to create one for you. But they don't come with manuals. And I think he was just expressing his self for what he felt like would be protecting me, you know? Mm. But at that, in that moment in time, even me maybe being, I think, at, uh, at the time, I had to be like at least maybe 12, 13-ish, wow. around there. Um, I was like, okay, so then that's not possible for me. It's not safe for me to transition. So, okay, so you knew at like 12, oh, 13 <laughs> that you were a woman. <laughs> oh, the girl knew. She wow. knew. She definitely knew. And um, and you didn't have in, there was no like back and forth like am I am I not it was just very clear to you like I'm a woman. Yeah, it was so much so that supposedly in between like the ages of like five and six or something like that, um, my mother told told me the story that I told my brother that one day I was going to get married to a man and I was only like five six years old, and he was like, "What, mom? Like." You know, she's saying that she's going to get married to a man. You know, like, right. so I always knew. I always knew. It's just fear 
was ultimately like what kept me from transitioning early early on. But when I think wow. about it and when I look back on it, I said, you know what? Everything happens in divine timing. Mm-hmm. And I'm in such a good place now and so much more of a, a comfortable place. And I'm, I'm still growing. Mm-hmm. My, my handle on Instagram is, is Sage and Bloom. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm on this journey of forever blooming, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's only up and outward from here. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if we bring it closer to the present, it wasn't, you know, actually this October. It'll be two years. Congratulations. Yeah. And happy birthday. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Two years of, um, of hormone replacement ther- uh, of therapy. So um, I was going to say theory. <laughs> what theory? Hormone replacement therapy. It's a little bit of a tongue twister sometimes. Right, right. Um, and I feel amazing. Um, all the changes that have occurred and everything. I mean, even from the time that you saw me. I mean, I mean, you can let me know. Like, yeah. You know, if you see and feel. Oh a yeah. Difference. Oh, one hundred percent. Like yeah. 100, yeah, one hundred percent. Like <clears throat> the you in. So I'm gonna break this down in like tears, actually. So the you I knew from Berkeley. And then the you that I've seen, <laughs> and the Who's you. Who's that girl? Who's that girl? But uh, and then the you that I have seen in like you know, sparkling moments in between then, and then you now is like night and day. You feel so much more grounded and like as a person, and like your energy is just so much more. Con- like it's just honestly like when I saw you at um at our friend's party i was like of course i was like if my mind was just like yeah like duh like if you know what i mean like it was just like mm-hmm. you know not to be cliche but it was like correct you know what i mean like you know what i'm saying like it just felt like right like okay yeah. like this makes so much more sense and like your the the ease that you have now just just feels so much more like oh yeah like we're in the pocket you know so yeah for sure Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course. I, yeah, I definitely feel all of that, you know. Um, and it's so funny because, again, going back to, if I have to think back to Berkeley and certain friends that we both share, mm-hmm. something that they will always tell me is that they admired um, my confidence and how they're like, you know, like, it doesn't matter what room you walk into, you're always, you know, you're always you, you're always yourself. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that I necessarily felt like I wasn't being myself, but I was definitely living in the shadow of, of myself. Wow. Like half of me. That's so crazy to think, too, because I, I can attest to that. Like, you know, and we'll, we'll get to, you know, yes. my journey in a minute. Because mm-hmm, I, I want to know. Yeah, but just to... to touch briefly though like to watch you be so confident in how you present yourself even when I knew you was something that like I was terrified of doing you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and so to 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 know that like you weren't confident you weren't like feeling that way about yourself like blows my mind because I thought you were very confident and very like straightforward about who you were you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. um it's interesting to hear that how can you talk touch a little bit more on like the confidence and like what that journey was like for you? Um, I think music 
although it is something that saved and shaped my life, mm-hmm. was something that was a little bit of a cover-up. Because it was always like, oh, I'm artsy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm artsy, <laughs> I'm artistic, so of course, she's feminine, you know, she's free-flowing, and things like that. But even before I presented more feminine, I would always, at the time, mm-hmm. get misgendered as she. Mm, mm. I can remember in high school, I had a friend. <laughs> I had a friend whose mom one day, and, and I, I've only met this woman like one time. Okay. And I stepped at her door to wait for this friend to get something, a book or something in the house, and then we went back out. And she told me, she was like, You know, my mom asked me who, who was the girl that, who was the pretty brown girl that was in, in the hallway. And at the time, I was like, what? Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm gagging. But, I, like, at the same time, I'm like... Right. I mean, right. yeah. Right, right. Like, you know? And I, I guess... I guess to a degree, being this artsy person was, yeah, was a little bit of that cover-up because it allowed me to express myself freely mm-hmm. without being so hard on myself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, when we look at artists in the music industry, there's plenty of, well, depends on, on what arena, but, you know, it's not uncommon for a cisgendered person, cisgendered male person to have or be in touch with their feminine side, you know, mm. in order to connect with the audience or convey a certain emotion or what have you. So, you said it's, you think it's not uncommon? It's, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. Like, there, there's definitely like a lot of closeted people in the industry or, or what have you, but I, just for, for me, I okay. should say, I should okay. clarify that for me, it felt like a safe place. Got you. Got in you. the journey. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got yeah. You. Ooh. The, ooh. Ooh. I, ooh. Yeah. We were. Yeah. yeah it we, felt like a safe place in the journey. Not yeah. that like yeah we have like all these like you know openly gay and you know non-binary or you know male binary like of course not. That's not exactly what I meant. But for me, yeah, that's got what you. it felt. It felt like a safe place. Got you. Oh, can you imagine if we had those artists growing up? Anyway, I know we have them now. We do. I mean, we'll talk we about do. them at some point in time in we history. Do. But wow. yeah, so that's that's really what it was, you know. And um, I can't really. I, I don't know. I can't. I, I don't really know if I have anything more to say about it. But that's just where I was are at the, that time. Do you feel? Are there any? challenges now that like you're two years into your you know hormone therapy mm-hmm. hor- hormone replacement therapy right that's yes. it right okay you said it right you see yeah it is it is okay so now that you're two years in um are there any challenges that you find or like moments of like you know like what where where are you now basically and like what does this present for you now um Two years in. Where am I now? Now I'm in a much more aligned place with within myself, mm-hmm. you know, and 
I feel more authentic to the confidence that mm. you know mm-hmm. that I'm walking with in all areas of my life, you know, um, because I pretty much transitioned it at, in the in the workplace as well, yeah. and also through COVID, like you wow. know what I'm saying, yeah. in in a way. Um, at least socially, okay. the social part of my transition has been through the past three to four years, I would say. Right. And before this, Sage was simply my stage name. Mm-hmm. And when it came time to like, you know, really sit and think about who she was i was like i i am sage like that's that's who i am so why wouldn't that be yeah you know what i'm saying yeah what people call me and people like friends of ours like they've always naturally called me sage Mm -hmm. so it's it's just stuck it just felt right i love that yeah i love that yeah i love the way you spell it it took me a minute like sometimes i'd be in la la land and i (laughs) (laughs) and i like will read things and my mind just sees them a different way and it took me a minute to be like oh wait it's sage like i just you know it's okay it's it's i i intentionally chose to spell it that way Mm -hmm. just so that it differentiates from the herb and the name Mm. or the esoteric sage person Mm -hmm. but same meaning yeah same representation same vibration um yeah now i mean We'll get into it at some later point in time, mm-hmm. but like the dating world is oh. definitely, I mean, it's a lot of it is the same for me, mm-hmm. but I think walking through the world as a woman is what, you know, is the difference that I'm experiencing with men. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we definitely gonna have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely gonna have to get there. Well, um, real quick, just one more question that I have for you. <laughs> and then I know I know we gotta like take a break, but just really quick, and then and then we'll take a break. But you mentioned um, that you transitioned while it, in the workplace. Yeah, what was that experience like too? Because I don't, I don't know if you're comfortable talking about what you do, but with the kind of job that you do have, mm-hmm. what was that like for you? Um, it was interesting because. It's probably not the the most general practice to have so many people in the workplace like who have access to your social media, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like your mm-hmm. Instagram, your Facebook, and this and that. But the place that I work at now, um, I knew a number of these people before I was actually employed there. Okay. And so they knew me as Sage the Artist. Got it. Right, and, and they supported me in that way. Um, it took a, you know, it did take a little, a little bit of time with pronouns and things like that. And then like changing my name, you know, for, for, for certain people, you know, it was an easy switch for some people. It was like that, you know, because I work with a wide, uh, age range of people. Mm -hmm. So depending on, you know, their knowledge or their experience or, or how they connect with me. Mm-hmm. But overall, I will say that I was blessed to have a really great transition wow. in the workplace. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed to see that, honestly. And I'm so Work. grateful for Work. my wonderful, beautiful co-workers. Yes. If they ever 
get to tune in and see this. I appreciate them. It's like a little family. Yes, yeah. work. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. Well, I will say just very quickly before I go out on the break, um, because I'm hoping that this is something that continues to happen in other industries and workplaces. Um, there's been a number of trainings recently that have popped up at my job about pronouns, gender identity, trans oh, wow. people, queer people, the definitions of all of those things. And it's a mandatory training trial. You got to take that. Are you serious? Yes. So it's, it's like when we talk about, okay, on Unbinding the Binary, about alignment and vibrations and all of these things, for me and my journey, it literally felt like, yeah, this was supposed to happen for you at this time because... It, it almost wow. felt like af- right after I came out at work, mm-hmm. it was like these things started to pop up. Wow. I love that. I didn't know that was happening. Like, yeah, I haven't, of, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been a part of a more structured work you know, place in that regard. Um, so I, I didn't know that that was happening like that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And Come we could get into some other, like, more specific things that occur because that would be a great thing to talk about at oh, some absolutely. point in time. Yeah. Um, but again, like for myself, it w- it was a smooth. Oh, a smooth well, blessed, yeah. blessed be to you. you. Thank you, thank you. And your continued journey, continuing yeah. blooming as you are, <laughs> it is beautiful to see. Thank I you, love it. Sean. You know, congratulations on this whole like journey to self actualization. Like mm-hmm. that, that's always beautiful. You know, so congratulations. Yeah. And, and onward and upward You know what I'm saying uh, Well let's take a break Yeah let's take a little <laughs> let's, break Let's take a little break Let's take a little break Alright we'll be right back Hello world This is Freddie Atlas And my new single Skies of New York Is now out on all platforms So now I want to get into a little bit about <laughs> you and your journey, mm-hmm. and we could start with, I mean, yeah, back in what, 2007, when I met you, I remember, I have a really fond memory of you being in a band yes. with <laughs> one of our cool friends. Yes. Um, so... Tell me a little bit about where you were, you know, at the time in your journey mm-hmm. um, at Berkeley yeah. in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, I had just when I got to Berkeley, actually, I had just um, come from a very amazing moment in my life that was also somewhat traumatic um okay i mean to make a long story short i was on a national television show um that had aired and it was an amazing thing i was flown to la was on the red carpet it was a whole thing um and one of the things that made that such a difficult thing though is because um it was my femininity that that embarrassed me unintentionally now when 
the whole moment was happening, I thought I was being the most masculine thing in the world. <laughs> like, I literally, like, in my mind, I'm like, you know, hold it together. You know what I'm saying? Like, trying my best to be, like, as tough as possible. Um, and then when I saw, not well, thought I was being as tough as possible. Then I was embarrassed. Um, and it also was unintentional, but I had to go through some therapy about that. Um, and then when I saw the footage back, once the, the episode aired, I was like terrified. I was like, just like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I looked like such a queen, you know, which now mm. I embrace. But back then, it, that was not it for me at all. Um, and I remember going home and watching on YouTube, the clip had also was posted on YouTube at okay. the time. Um, and I remember all the clips, I mean, all the, um, comments were like and the the funny thing is the comments were actually derogatory to the person who embarrassed me not to me but people were picking up on the fact that I was gay and I just couldn't take it because I wasn't comfortable with myself even though I was in a whole relationship child like living together with my partner at the time really yes really? Whole, yes whole oh my gosh. relationship wow. yeah because okay so when we met at Berkeley mind you I was 23 Three, 24 at the time. I was 24 when I went to Berkeley. In, in 2007? Mm -hmm. I was a baby. Yeah, I was 24. So I had already been like living like my life. Oh, I you was, was grown. Yeah, I was, com I was coming back to school. But that's a whole other journey, uh, a whole other story for another day. But um, yeah, so like, <clears throat> even though I was in this, you know, relationship and everything, I still was not comfortable with my, just my sexuality, like, mm -hmm. let alone like gender and all that hadn't even really come into play, at least not in my like super conscious it was always there but it wasn't in my conscious um and so uh, once again now i'm at berkeley and i'm trying to be as you know masculine as possible and like and it's funny because you touched on like the artist thing and like how you know like yeah. this will get swept under the rug if i'm an artist i thought that my expression as far as like the way I dressed or like some things that people would consider to be artsy was art. I didn't think of it like, oh, my femininity is allowing me to be an artist. I just, I would just pass myself off as an artist in general, but not thinking I was still mass, like uh, hiding my femininity. Mm -hmm. So that was what I was going through at Berkeley, trying to, you know, be manly and that was not coming across at all whatsoever like even thinking back i'm like <laughs> you was a prancing around with locks the tips dye purple right no no i mean and it's so funny because i it, like from my perspective I, I always thought that you were comfortable with all of that <laughs> it's just that it was nobody business, child. Mm -mm. It was just nobody's business. I was not. Like, there, wow. the people close to me knew that I was gay, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But coming off of that experience, me trying my hardest to still present as masculine as I possibly can. And I, I remember crying to my friend at the time and being like, I tried so hard, and yet I still look like... <laughs> excuse the term but this is where I was at that time in my life I was like I, I remember crying like I tried so hard and I still look like a flaming faggot and oh. like yeah and like to me I was like everybody who ever picked on me like they won this was supposed to be my moment to get back like to say like see I made it in spite of and now all of them are like laughing at me the whole world's like I went through it child like I went through wow. it so bad it was not up until 
I would, let's see, it was not up until maybe like six years ago that I could actually watch that footage without crying. And it took somebody sitting me down, making me go through layer by layer until I was able to like accept that experience. And a lot of that had to do with my femininity and my expression, because I'm telling you, if I was the person I am now and I had that experience, that it would have been just a, a totally different thing for me. The Completely. show. Yeah, the show, the whole experience, because honestly, from the moment I was embarrassed unintentionally, um, but I was embarrassed, I shut down and I went into autopilot. Like all of my responses from that moment on were autopilot. The red carpet mm. was autopilot. Like everything was autopilot. And it kind of just sent me into like a really dark spiral because I started to hide myself. Um, I could have used that mm. opportunity a lot. You know, YouTube had just been popping, but I didn't, I was, I couldn't, I'm like, I don't, I can't show myself. Like I was like embarrassed, embarrassed, and I hid wow. um, and tried to use music as, you know, uh, 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 what's the word? Not a crutch, but I hid behind my music, if you will. Mm -hmm. But even in the music I was writing, I was referring to you know her and woman and like you know as if I'm talking to these girls. Lo and behold, I'm writing songs about my first love, who is a whole you know man. Okay. You know what I mean? Like whole man and and pronouns <laughs> um, he him too. So you know that was just that was that um, for that time. <laughs> um, but moving on from there, um, it's been like a journey of just acceptance and it's, hap it's happened in layers. Like it went from like me accepting, first accepting my sexuality. Like I grew up in a very religious household, okay. household like super religious household. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Like to the point, like there is a whole point in my life. To, okay, so the whole birth of hip-hop, I missed because I was not allowed to listen to hip-hop music. If it wasn't gospel, I was not allowed to listen to it. So my music journey didn't even, like, it was like, it cut off at In Vogue, like, the first album, and it picked up at Brandy. Like, and from, so from, so, <laughs> no, seriously, so from, like, 90, what is that, like, 92, 93 to, like, 96, <clears throat> I missed the whole birth of hip-hop. Like, and it took me a long time to like even connect with it with hip hop um, and all of that. But um, saying mm -hmm. all that to say is that it just it's just been a journey. So like first it was accepting my my sexuality because I was afraid of it, um, and then once I accepted that, then it became accepting my femininity, and that didn't happen until after my last album actually. Like I put out um, my last independent album in 2016. Mm -hmm. And even then I was still trying to be this guy. Like my stage name at the time was Dodge and I had tried to build Dodge up to be this eccentric guy, but still passing straight. I was writing all of my music without gender. So that like, granted, still knowing like I'm gay, if you ask me, I'm gay, but I still need to present masculine. You know what I mean? So it was like okay. I had got I had got to that place where I'm like, I'm gay, I'm a gay artist, that's what it is, but I still need to present masculine because if I don't, I'm never gonna make it. Right. Um, and that went on for a while. And then after after the last album, I'm just I was just tired. I wasn't happy, I was not feeling like myself. Um I didn't even know how to be myself. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I didn't even know how to, I wasn't comfortable in like moving my body, how to walk, how to like dance, you know. I'm I'm very expressive. Um and I didn't know how to do any of that because I didn't know how to just accept my femininity. 
then <laughs> I, you know, um, I started, you know, I started to produce these dance uh, events in New York, and they were all about conscious dance and embodiment, and that taught me a lot about just like being in my body. Oh, okay. yeah, I, yeah. We would go to these dances; they were happening, and like one of them was like no shoes on the dance floor, no no drinking, no drugs or anything like that. So like completely sober. Um, and I, I remember the first. I remember the first time I went to. Um, that was like a big, big moment because I went and I had on these like big bellowing pants and like, you know, doing my thing and like I'm sober and I'm like, I don't know how to move up in here, but okay, I just close my eyes and I start dancing and I allow myself to just move and mm, just be, oh my God. And once, talk. yes, and it was like, I didn't care like about how quote-unquote feminine it looked or girly it looked like I didn't care about what my hips were doing or like you know if I felt the beat or like if a little voguing came out and I just didn't care you know what I mean um and that's the thing too because I had a very up and down uh hot and cold relationship with the ballroom culture mm -hmm. um and I, that's the topic we're another day but that that definitely um was a, or a, a few days yeah. <laughs> or a few days yeah so um and that was like you know way back but anyway being there being at this dance it just kind of like put me in my body and then that set me on like a journey and in that and through that community is when I was introduced to uh the term non-binary mm -hmm. and the first time I heard non-binary it was like a light bulb just went like you know, and for those who don't know, um, non-binary is a person who identifies as not male nor female, um, and it's just in between. If for right. that's like the, for easiest, the lack of a better yeah, term, lack of better term. Um, or or a little bit of both. Yeah, or a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, just in, in the gender fluid spectrum, um, and. The first time I heard that that was explained to me, I, I remember looking like, I was like, the, the person who told me, I was like, wait, that's a thing? You know what I mean? And and they, because they're non-binary too, mm -hmm. <clears throat> they were like, yeah. And I was like, wait, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's like a real thing, you know? It's, it's a real thing. Yeah, and so I did research and that's when I discovered like pronouns. And I'm like, now mind you, I'm 30, what, 30? seven 36 at this mm -hmm. point 36 i'm 36 at this point just discovering this and being like oh my god like where has this been my whole life because i grew up like people used to say to me when i was younger like i don't see you as a boy or a girl i just see you as deshaun people used to say this to me all the time in different variations of that you know i used to say i had you know used to tell people i was a mermaid i used to tell people i was an alien like anything i right anything i could possibly say that would make me yeah. not be gendered you know what i mean not even really understanding what i was saying but knowing that like i don't feel like i'm either i just feel like i'm not human like I'm not I don't belong here like y'all <laughs> what are y'all on you know what I mean like I just didn't get it so to have somebody explain that to me it like blew my mind and from there I went you know my pronouns were he they for a long time and again holding on to he because I was still like still embracing like myself 
but still knowing like I need to make things comfortable for everybody else like it's just so much easier if I just keep he because then it like I'm comfortable and like my family will be comfortable my grandparents especially mm. you know which I still have not like came out to my grandparents as they them mm-hmm. not ready yet and that's you know? and that's okay and it, and it it takes time you know yeah for sure it definitely does for sure um I, and I'll get there I just you know I love them and their disappoint well I don't want to say disappointment because their disapproval does mean a lot to me mm-hmm. um and I know that this is something that they will not understand and I just want to be prepared to be able to handle that if if that's the case I could be totally wrong I could be you know but um but anyway I I held on to he they uh for a long time up until two months ago actually when I finally decided that like he had wow. to go because I just got tired. He got to go. Yeah. He got to go. He got to go. Like, got to leave. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. Um, I just, I, I have two amazing partners that really love and embrace me. And they like, I've, I've, I've told people this, that they've loved me into healing without them knowing it. Wow. Because I hadn't really been around anyone who just allowed me to be and loved me in spite of. I always felt like I had to have some sort of filter. And they kind of like erased my filters you know what I mean like they they were just like they just didn't care literally me rolling around the floor in their house like straight like it just didn't matter like they just loved me for who I was and it made me reevaluate like who was around me and like what was happening you know in my life and I was just like you know what if it's not like this then I don't want it and Mm. and I just want to be me and so I wrote my sisters and I was like hey y'all I'm just letting y'all know like I'm dropping my he pronouns I'm going by they them I love y'all you know my sisters was like we love you it's okay it's fine like you know whatever me and my, I'm very close with my sisters um and then I took it was another like couple weeks and then I wrote all of my really close friends um and was like hey just letting y'all know like this is where it's at I told everybody at my job like my lyrics formal email like they them um, I just told my aunt like a week and a half ago that I'm one of my aunts that I'm the close closer to mm-hmm. um, my aunt and my cousin and that's where we are now so like they them is are my pronouns my preferred pronouns the only pronouns your they are your pronouns yes they right? are yes they are your pronouns yeah I'm a little leery of the word preferred because I think that it leaves room for people to think that it's oh it's just an option mm, you know what I'm ooh, saying no thank you for that. The, they them are your pronouns. Thank Those you for are that. your pronouns. Thank you for that. No, it's, it's not a preference. Yeah, okay? yeah. And thank thank you for that. No, thank you. Like mm-hmm. that, you just like that just like really resonated um, with me to be a little bit more clear about that. And I mean, I'm and to be honest, like I still struggle sometimes even with correcting people, like especially in jobs and places. And like I'm I'm still learning how to like make it clear because yeah. I don't you know. Because the way I present, people just assume, you know, whatever they want. No matter how I dress, especially now, everybody dresses, you know, I, we live in New York. People gonna wear whatever they want to. <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Um, you know, right, exactly. So, and I know, you know, the non, not being non-binary is such a newer expression. It's always been there. And, I, and honestly, I, I tell you this too, like, I wish for the life of me, and I can't do nothing about it now, but I do wish that this understanding had been presented when I was a child. I think this would have helped so much with with so many things. Like, 
when I accepted my gender, it really erased so much of my anxiety about myself. And it made me actually sit back and realize how much of my life I have spent protecting myself mm. so I'm not paying attention in schools or mm. you know just running through the world and using performance and art as the only way to speak yeah you know what I'm saying because I did not like I couldn't just be you know how what what me just being if, if this would have been presented how this would have changed the dynamic between me and my family you know like and as the podcast go on I will talk more about my family and I just want to say that like I love my family we are healed, um, mm. but there are parts of my story that are very true, that are about my family that might yeah. not feel so good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so glad that you put that out there too <laughs> because that's something that, you know, like, I mean, not to bring it back to me, but you know, I no, just mentioned my dad and that's why I had to throw in there that even though that was a moment in my childhood that I can remember was kind of triggering for me, you know. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot of healing that has occurred between him and I specifically, mm. you know. So that's great that, yeah, you know, we're going to be talking about our family mm-hmm. dynamics and things like that because child, yes. th- especially with, you know, a change of pronouns. It's not easy because, you know, people, people know you for so long as you know one thing mm-hmm. and they perceive you to be one thing mm-hmm. and not to cut you off but something no, no, no. that i wanted to ask you if you don't mind yeah was, please you know how how has the dropping of the he pronoun been for you um and how are you how how are people with um calling you you know they them because mm-hmm. Linguistically, sometimes it can be a challenge for some people, depending on the way that they speak and address people, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So how has that been? Um, it's been interesting. I, I would say that I feel so much more myself. Um, I, <laughs> I always joke about, like, who are you in the shower versus who you are in real life? And I, you know what I mean, like, cause in the shower, child, like the con- like everybody's Beyonce, Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, <laughs> all of them in the shower. You know what I mean, like, it's you're just like, yes, I'm living my best life. And so I actually feel like, you know, jokingly, that I am me in the shower now, like as myself. You know what I mean, like I, I, mm. it just, it just changed like my whole, like, I feel like I can walk better because I used to think about how I walk all the time. I, I'm not thinking about like how I'm talking or how I'm expressing myself. I'm just being. Um, so that definitely has been a, a, a major like release for me to accept my uh, pronouns as they them. Mm-hmm. Um, and for religious reasons too, I struggled with that for a minute because growing up in the, the way that I did, the idea of addressing myself as they then made me think of like oh you have demons like you're, you're like the guy in the bible who had the demons Mm-mm. and like you know what I mean? yeah exactly so Mm-mm. i had to really like i had to really like sit with myself and be like no Mm-mm. sweetheart that's not that's not that's it not at all what it is. it's not more than one person exactly okay exactly it's you and exactly your expression and the way that you move through the world it's your identity exactly isn't it so refreshing because again, it's like when it comes to the spectrum of gender and gender identity, it's like a lot of sometimes cis people or people outside of 
you know, trans or non-binary experience before. Like, oh, all of this is so new, and where did this come <laughs> from? And it's like, when you think about it, like gender, like gender studies, like the study of gender in a social aspect and all that, it, it is still relatively new. Mm-hmm. So when people are, you know, are, are hearing these terms, it's, yeah, it is, it is new to the ear, but the energy the mm-hmm. actual identity in itself has mm-hmm. been here since the dawn of time. Oh yeah, it oh, has. Yeah. It's just that now we have the language to attach mm-hmm. to these identities and mm-hmm. these bodies, and mm-hmm. I think that it's a beautiful thing, and it's helping everything and everyone fall into their rightful place mm-hmm. in, yeah, exactly. in this place and time mm-hmm. incarnate. Yeah, I mean, as far as like people. You know, that's still, you know, touch and go. I, people will, will still address me as he. Like, the, if, those who know um, in my everyday, they'll say mm-hmm. he. But then they'll, they'll always correct themselves. Like, my roommate, such a sweetheart, um, his pronouns are he, him. And he, like, even when he's talking to me, he'll say something. He'll be like, and I told him that he, I mean, they. And I and, and I just kind of, like, chuckled. Because I think it's cute, you know what I mean? Cause I, and, I, and I don't, I'm never angry at anybody for the mistake you know i i know we're all learning and and the people that i have corrected in those moments i i always say like don't trip like you know we're all learning we're all learning together you know what i mean sometimes even i might accidentally misgender myself with, right you know what i mean like right. some, someone that's called, a thing in itself yeah some, it yeah someone will call and they're like is this the shine i go yes this is he and i'm like oh. I, I, I always go oh like, why did I just do that? You know what I mean? So Because it's language. It is language. It is language. It is. It really is. It's just, you know, so, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I'm just so happy to like finally be me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm me, me, like me, 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 me. And I don't. There's so much of that's making me emotional because there's so much of there's so much of my life and there's so many people in my life with all the dreams that I've had who've never met me, you know what I mean? Like they've met a version of me that and the version of me that I allowed them to meet, but they've never met me. And the last like mm-hmm. year and a half, like people are meeting me, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm meeting me, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's been like such a like every day it's like it's like a new discovery and it's it's just been so cool to not have anxiety and to just breathe, you know? So yeah, that's that's that. That's... And I just wanna let you know that I'm so happy for you that oh, you, you arrived to this point in the journey, you know, of self acceptance and love and I can remember back to our friend's party and when you walked into the room, I was like, this <laughs> Like, I felt like, obviously I hadn't seen you in such a long time, but there was definitely a shift that I noticed mm. as well. Yeah. There was a glow and just like a presence in the room that even I felt added to my own comfortability Mm. because I do think that when you are radiating and vibrating in authenticity I think other people in the room can feel it Mm. 
Big Canada, I definitely mm. did, and yeah. I do now. So, thank you. Congra- Likewise. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations thank you. and yeah. continued blessings to you for your highest good always. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Aww. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Kyle. <laughs> well, let's take a break. Let's take a little break. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <to> unpacking. <laughs> The Oracle Shop is a metaphysical boutique located in the heart of Bushwick, Brooklyn. 164 Wilson, Brooklyn, New York, 11237. The Oracle Shop. And we're back. Yes, here we are again. We just wanted to thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we will be coming to you guys bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. Every other Tuesday. Every other Tuesday mm-hmm. with more in-depth topics, again, about music, our dating, gender roles, and identity. And we really want this to be a sacred space for not only queer, trans, and non-binary people of color, but for cisgender people as well to come um, tune in and listen because any questions that you may have had before, we are aiming to hopefully answer some of them um, (laughs) as well as just open up a space for conversation to be had. So make sure you like, subscribe, um, hit the little follow on your Spotify so you can get the little notifications, and stay tuned every other Tuesday to Unbinding the Binary. I guess that's it. Oh, thank you. We did it. (laughs) All right. We will see you next time. Bye, y'all. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at unbinding.the.binary. Email us at unbinding.the.binary.podcast at gmail.com.